Welcome to the Podcock Peacast. I'm your host, the only Tyler Peacock. Bobby Russell joins the program yet again. How's it going? It's going good. These terrible takes tonight are brought to you by the fine folks at Miller Lite. Oh. Shout out Brad K, Rusty Wallace. Yeah, I recognize Rusty on that one. Brad's uh, not a fan. And then... Um... Got to be a happy guy here. Bryce Baumgartner also on the program. How's it going? I was happy until we started to have to talk about NASCAR, like within the first 30 seconds of this thing. <laughs> Brad You're not K. pumped about the schedule release? Yeah, we're, we're duping you. We're, this is going to be two hours of 21, 20, 2021 schedule talk. Schedule release? It's the same probably shit as every year. Like, yep, we're going to race Daytona in January, and then uh, February we're going to the uh, – Pocono, and then down to Bristol, and then over to Charlottesville, and then down to have, Talladega. Like what? Like they'll have dirt next year, though. Oh, good. That's what we all been waiting for. Uh, yeah, go Brownies. We're uh, two and one. Yeah, all our pro teams, all our teams are doing well so far in the yeah. college rank or pro ranks. So yeah. Speaking of doing well, Bryce. Your bolts, Stanley oh my Cup God. champions. My my wife has been like pissed at me. I've been playing queen like all week, just like on repeat. <laughs> we are the champions. Like I just, I'm riding high. I'm flying down there for the parade here, and uh, my flight leaves six a.m. tomorrow morning down to St. Pete. Probably play around a golf and over to the parade, and probably holding up the Stanley Cup with uh, all the all my favorite players on the team. Absolutely. Yeah. Can't name one can't name one, but they're 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 up there. But uh, how about the Blue Jackets always having to play like the Stanley Cup winner? That's just how it how it. I think it's like the past four years the Blue Jackets have played either the winner or somebody that, like made it to the finals. So it's like an omen. If you play the Blue Jackets, you're you're going to the the finals. They're like the gatekeeper. Without... Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. No, just domination in Game Six. Though I mean, I don't know. If... Bobby, you're a hockey guy. I don't know if you watch, but it was just yeah. It was a uh, their their year. Yeah, they. I mean, I go about going back to them in the second round versus the Bruins when they just dismantled us. I knew there was no stopping them from there. I, I didn't watch much more than probably a couple periods of like game three of the final, but you know there was there was no denying them winning the cup this year. They've been putting together a team the last four, four or five years. They've made deep runs and they finally put it all together now. Listen, we have been doing Tim Allen trivia to open the show after, after the, uh, the intro. So we duped the listeners out there, or maybe I forgot to do it, but let's get the <laughs> Tim Allen trivia. I was going to say, well, you got to keep on your toes, you know. That's, that's right. what I always say. So, but I guess Bob or Bryce or Bolts, they kind of took precedent. So, yeah, they had they had to be mentioned first. All right, Tim Allen trivia. We are going to focus on the home improvement show. The question is, how many brothers on the show did Tim the Toolman Taylor have? How many brothers he had? Oh my God! Yes. Because there was a couple, if you remember back to the show, there's a couple that, you know, 
would make a cameo or be a part of a storyline, but this is an interesting little factoid. So, oh boy, this is um like diving deep, and like the thing is, I haven't watched an episode of Home Improvement in years. Like this is all from your childhood. And, like I remember like them going to a a funeral, but I feel like that was for like Jill's dad because he was like an army guy. Yeah. Um, boy, but I feel like something like in my loins down deep in my plums are telling me uh that like, he came from like a decent sized family or something i don't know why but uh i'll say he had he had like five brothers okay bobby your answer i was going to go five right away but like, like bryce said i kind of remember watching old episodes i just recently started watching it again on hulu and we made it through like season two i can only remember one episode through season two with his brother and they like, go to a bar, and his brother's like complaining about his marriage and kids and everything. And he has like a real hard heart. Makes in the sense. Bar. Uh, <laughs> I, five was where my mind went to the first time, so I don't want to say five as well because that's just not cool. I'm gonna go with three. Okay. Well, again, with Tim Allen trivia, it's the damnedest thing. There's not like a single answer to these trivia questions. <laughs> I'm digging up. <laughs> So Bryce gets he, I'm going to give you a full point if we were keeping track of standings. Okay. In this little blurb I wrote down, I found it on the internet. In the later seasons, Tim has mentioned he has four brothers. But in earlier seasons, Bryce, you hit it with five. Okay. But here's the, mm-hmm. but here's the weird thing. They have mentioned Marty, Jeff, Rick, John, Steve, Brian, and Danny as Tim's mm-hmm fictional brothers so that's a total of seven so wow <laughs> i don't know the obviously shows can kind of you know go through writers but i feel like tim kind of I, the show was based on like you know kind of not true life but like kind of a stand-up and like his dad i guess so you would think yeah. there would be like some continuity there but i would accept the four obviously and seven but the one I remember the most is Marty. Marty was in a few different episodes. Um, I remember one where Tim walked in on Marty's wife. He thought Jill was in the shower, and he was oh, like, "Oh yeah, man, well, I forgot yeah. about that." But the rest of them, I, I maybe Jeff stands out too. But that's, you know, anyway. But yeah, four, <laughs> five, or seven again. <laughs> okay, this, and this he loves little... Burger King. He loves the chicken sandwich from Burger King. Like I'll never forget that now. I, I think next week I'm going to try to find, like, uh, an A or B, like, one answer is correct trivia for Tim Allen. But, uh, Bobby, you brought this to my attention today via Twitter.com. It's a website. Richard Karn, a.k.a. Al Borland, and Tim, the tool man Taylor, Tim Allen, little selfie on Twitter. What is where is there a backstory there, or do we not know anything yet? So I was doing a little research on that today, and apparently it's a a new show that the two of them are hosting, showcasing people who uh, create things like like woodworkers, machine men, um, and they kind of like give them a platform to kind of showcase their talents and their like, work projects. Oh hell yeah, I'll watch that. But yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. Tim, if you're listening out there, we know you are. Come on and kind of give us a give us a rundown of it. 
Yeah, we'll plug the hell out of that show. And I think we we kind of brought him back here on the podcast. Podcast, no doubt. All right, so <laughs> awkwardly transitioning uh, the NBA <laughs> Finals. They tipped off last night. Uh, the Lakers and Miami Heat. Lakers come away with a one sixteen ninety eight victory, take a one zero series lead. Um, just I don't know. I felt like the Lakers were destined, then I kind of talked myself into the Heat keeping it close, but the Heat got banged up. Dragic, Bam out of bio. Jimmy Butler, now they're not all series-ending injuries, um, but they're banged up. I'll go to you, Bobby, first. Um, did you watch it? Your thoughts? How do you think the series plays out eventually? Uh, I did not watch it. Um, all that I know from the NBA is pain. Um, of course, you know, Tyler Harrow and Robinson and Bam and Drogic all forget how to how to make baskets when they play the Lakers, but they didn't miss a single one against the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Final. Um, so I want the Heat to win just solely because I cannot root for the Lakers. I cannot pull for any team that has LeBron James on it. Um, you know, I don't think their chances are good. I think they win one game, but without a healthy Drogic, if Bam's not able to go and kind of – keep Davis in check. Um, I just don't think there's any chance for him. Um, so, unfortunately, the Lakers will probably win it again. But uh, we'll go ahead and throw an asterisk on their uh, total championships um, since they only won five as the Minneapolis Lakers. So, they really don't count for the Los Angeles Lakers. So, that's the only uh, bright spot I've got. Bryce, yeah. You watch? Yeah. Um... So I, I I caught like a little bit. These games start so late. I'm such an old man. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, God, start them at you know seven or something. I don't know eight. Um, you know I I really respect Eric Eric Spolstra. Um, that's his name, right? Eric Spolstra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. I think he's a top five coach uh, in the league. You know, I, I I thought he was going to win, you know, win one out of this. But now with these injuries you guys talked about, yeah, I don't see how. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just feel like it's it, it's going to be a sweep. LeBron's going to end it and like right off into, I'm not saying to the sunset, but he's got Space Jam 2 coming out probably anytime soon. And um, that's really what I'm ready to get get at. Yeah, the, the Heat, just real quick, the Heat, they've had success playing a zone defense. In the bubble in the playoffs, and it kind of took the Lakers a quarter, a little less than a quarter, to to kind of figure that out. Um, Lakers did hit a bunch of shots last night. Uh, they were kind of hot from outside, so I don't know if that's really going to be sustainable. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be a quick series, especially now with the injuries. I'll I'll give the Heat one because it seems like LeBron, a LeBron team, when they control series, he kind of plays with us food a little bit and they, they give a game away. Um, but I thought it'd go six initially with the injuries. I'll knock that down to five. Um, I just, there's one thing that's been getting on my nerves though. Um, I don't know where Bryce is with this Bobby. I get, I get a gear salad guy. So he inherently kind of had to hate LeBron, but just the, the hate he's been getting. Um, I don't know if you guys have been following the storyline, but he's pissed off he didn't win the MVP, which is whatever. I get it. You're not going to win it every year and stuff like that. But the last dance kind of helped 
a lot of people get through, including myself, the quarantine. And you hear all these stories about, you know, Michael Jordan creating these these robberies with LeBradford Smith, who nobody remembers now. Carl Malone won the MVP. He hated that. And just creating these, you know, whatever you want to call it. I'm having trouble figuring out the word. But just these motivation tactics to, to self-motivate. And I think LeBron's kind of doing that. And it's just people just hate the guy. And, you know, Michael did the same thing, I guess. That's my point where, you know, one guy does it, it's cool. The other guy does it, we don't like him. So it's just kind of like get over yourself, media. I, I mean, it's not like a huge rain. It's just more of an annoyance to me. Of course, I'm a LeBron fan, so I'll probably have to take that side. But I just wanted to say that just uh, and get on my soapbox. So I'll jump off if you guys had anything to add or. No, I mean. It, it, it makes sense. I think it's just always like a he, – you've got, you've got the Jordan crowd that will just like never let it go that like I don't care. I mean, I, I guess I'm more of a LeBron guy than a Jordan guy. Um, I just think like they're both like really fucking amazing. Like, sure, and, yeah. And like, you know, I know Jordan had the, the Magic Johnson and Johnson probably had Dr. J and you know what I mean? Like it just kind of always – kind of floated, you know, from one generation to the next and everybody compared it, but it's like, man, can we just like respect LeBron and like understand that he has been the greatest basketball player since he's like fucking stepped foot in the NBA. Like there's no doubt. Like, yeah, he has, he has finals losses, but like he also took like a no, no name Cavs team, like to the NBA finals, like broke the Pistons little hot streak they had going on. Like he's done so many great things. He's a great dude. Like, I know, like, politically, he likes to, like, kind of get involved, but then, like, make a stupid comment here and there. But it's like, man, he's a great role model. He's a great dad. He's been relatively quiet. He really doesn't have anything, like, controversy surrounding him. Like, his biggest thing was the the decision, you know? Like, that was the biggest thing he's ever done. And people hate Mm -hmm. him for it. It's like, you can't blame the dude. But, I mean, I I don't know. If I'm, like, saying, like, one-on-one, who's winning? Like, I'm probably taking LeBron just because of his size and speed and everything you know but jordan absolutely like an ultimate competitor um but see what to do without pippen i mean i think that's what brought to light in the last dance just like how how important like pippen and, and like you know that that team around him like helped him out so much so that that's my two cents into it i uh yeah but yeah only thing I, I can say is he's obviously the greatest basketball player of his generation you know, it goes in waves. He he's still on his wave right now. Kobe came before him. Jordan in the nineties. Uh, in the eighties, you had Johnson and Bird, and then you know, seventies. Not not a whole lot of people like talk about seventies. Cocaine. Seventies yeah, basketball was it was just it was there. Um, <laughs> like Moses Malone was a badass. Like I mean, like, right. they like they were popular players throughout the whole time. It's just like I don't know. Right. So you know, he's the greatest player of a generation. So. The, the debate's tough to have just because everything changes. It's, it's the same thing about trying to, like, determine the best, like, like the NFL did last year, the top 100 players of all time. Like, you can't tell me that Paul Horning running quarterback for the Green Bay Packers was a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson is right now. I mean, it's just not possible. <laughs> uh, so right. It, it's, it's tough to judge that. You know, he's, he's the best. You know, he's made some bad – public decisions like you said with the decision um and it's just kind of 
not self-aware like to the public eye he just seems kind of like uh, almost sort of like a robot like on like social media and stuff and then you know i don't think he has the greatest press conferences and everything he doesn't have that like kind of charisma that jordan had and the kind of hate for the media but also still making them respect him so it is what it is he's probably going to win another championship hopefully he's gone after this year so so he can kind of give up the reins to the next guy to take over which right now it kind of looks like Giannis. Yep, we'll see. I mean, I just, like I said, I wanted to get on a soapbox real quick. All right, um, baseball-wise, my team is down 0-1, the Cubs, and um, I don't even know if they got that game started. It was supposed to go early today. Bryce or Reds, I'm sorry, but, you know, postseason. Yeah, they um... – I think won like 13 out of the last 15 games or like a, like something ridiculous like that to, to close the season out, uh, squeezed in at the, the seven spot, um, had to play the Braves tough matchup. I, I mean, Braves have been pretty, pretty solid all year. Um, really what the frustrating part is like, there's two things. The Reds didn't score a fucking run, uh, in both games, both games were at noon. So it just seemed like, like, by the time I got home, like, I'm like, well, the fucking Reds already lost. I couldn't really, like, settle in and enjoy the game. Um, yeah, Trevor Bauer pitched great uh, yesterday, gave up two hits. The game went to 13 innings, couldn't score a fucking run. Bases loaded a couple times, runners on the corner a couple times. Um, today, Luis Castillo pitched a fucking great game, still no run support. Um, I don't know. Like, they got – they did, like, what the Reds usually do is, like – give me a little bit of uh, hope and then just like crush my fucking soul so whatever I'm just kind of glad they made it and hopefully they can sign Bauer next year and, and go forward but yeah baseball is pretty much over to me so oh, wait, he, he got one and then Bobby you can get your two cents in here um boy uh Yankees look good against the uh, Indians you know swept them even though it's like a, a two game sweep um I'd hate to say like Yankees Dodgers, but Dodgers have been playing really well. Love their pitching, <laughs> yeah. but like that's kind of where my my brain's going. I, hopefully, it's like Yankees Braves kind of remind you of like some like mid nineties. That would be kind of fun for everybody. I think. Kinda... Is that I, if you had the power? Who would your like? I guess Dream World Series be now that your team's out. Yeah, yeah, I would say uh, that you know, that matchup. Yeah, fuck everybody else. I mean, in the in the NL Central, like they they got four out of the five teams in, which is impressive um but i hate the cardinals uh no offense but like cubs fans like piss me off because they suck for so long they have one good season like they won't stop talking i'm not talking about you just in general um so no yeah offense. No Yan- offense. Y- yankees braves why not all right bobby um you're kind of a socks yeah Bays fan yeah i guess but uh what, what's your thoughts on this postseason and a prediction and all that good my jazz. my biggest thing with this postseason is I hope they keep this format. You know, it kind of incentivized like some of these worst teams. Um, I forget which team it was that made it in. It was the Astros made it in with a losing record. So it's kind of like your your sixth, seventh seed in the NFL now. Um, you know, if you go eight and eight, you have a chance to get in. But I like how many teams there are. I like the three game series to start out with, like considered wild card. Just it is. 
it makes it more fun and it makes it more urgent than like a long seven game series. So I like that going forward. You know, Sox sucked this year. The Orioles have always had a soft spot for as the first major league game I ever went to was in Baltimore. So that's kind of the two teams I'm at. You know, we sucked. We traded Mookie. They broke my heart with that because I have a big framed picture of him in my living room. Um, <laughs> oh god! It's, you got a a, a, a Mookie Mookie bet picture yeah, in your living room. This, uh, this artist, he you live in a fucking college dorm. Yeah. So it's like it's like a drawing of him, but the, it's like made to look like him. But it's every score from the World Series championship in eighteen. So it has like every score there. It's made to look like he's like hitting a home run in like Dodger Stadium. It's cool. Um, I live in a town home right now, so I don't really have like a like a man cave yet. So um, it's just. Do you have like bottles of Jägermeister like on top of your <laughs> like, hang, like your I don't know every like call your am, your ambies. I'm, I'm hanging, I'm hanging on to my twenties here. Just let me have it. Um, sorry, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, my wife would be like, "Fuck you! You're not putting that shit in our living room." Like we've got like <laughs> art and stuff. In our house. Sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I tend to do most of the decorating in our house, anyways. So I'll just take what I can get with that. Um, yeah, I, was, I, I like the Reds. I, I wish they would have beat the Braves. I've just got a sour taste in my mouth with the Braves from when Chipper Jones played for them. I just couldn't stand him. Um, oh, him and Rocker both were like yeah. agonizing. So I was kind of hoping they would kind of win that series. But, you know, looking at it right now, the teams that are moving on, I want to see the Athletics versus the Dodgers just because the Dodgers are the best team in the NL. I think they come out of there unscathed. Um, and the athletics, you know, they just always kind of that underdog role. No one ever really gives a thought to them. They don't have a high pay rule, but they're just consistent and they score runs and they get in and it's just time for them to kind of get over that hump of just getting in now. They've won got a series under their belt. They won the full three games after losing the first one. So I kind of want to see the athletics go and then beat the Dodgers against so the Dodgers lose another world series. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, I don't. This is a weird. No, well, maybe not a weird take. I just don't care anymore. Like the Cubs wanna. I know it was a little bit a few years ago, but like I saw it in my lifetime. I could tell grandkids if I have any or whatever that I saw it happen. I went and watched that team play in Cincinnati the last day of the regular season. Um. So I saw the championship team in person live and it's just, you know, I don't, I just don't care. Like, obviously we can start getting later in this thing and they, they start advancing through it. I'll ramp it up, but let's say, you know, they get eliminated by the Marlins or whatever. I guess, you know, I, I kind of lean with Bryce. My head says, you know, we're probably heading for Yankees Dodgers, which I'm sure the league would like. But then again, there's fucking Cardinals, dude. Yeah, I could see I could see them just just slinking their way in there, you know. Um, they had like some COVID issues the first month or first couple weeks of the season. Um, I hate Yachty Molina. I mean, he's a great he catcher. He needs to Don't retire. Jesus Christ, get out of here! I'm yeah, seeing him. <laughs> I think he's like I watched a little bit of the Cardinals game yesterday, and the, he's like third in uh, games played, and it's like Ozzy Smith, Lou Brock, like Cardinal right. greats. Just like unbelievable the career he has, but or he's had. I hate him, but 
you know, I, I could see the Cardinals maybe making a run. But if you scratch my Cubs out, last point I'm going to make here, I'm rooting for the Rays, and it's similar to what Bobby just said about the A's. And I wouldn't mind the A's getting there either, but the Rays, low payroll. Nobody really gives a shit about them. But it just seems like whoever's in charge, who's ever managing down there, their players, they kind of have overturned. They build their team up, always have an arm or two. Um, they're unconventional. They, I kind of just respect what they do. They just go about their business. So um, it might not be a well-ran business, but uh, I, I wouldn't mind seeing them make a run. In the NL, I, yeah, again, Bryce kind of went over it. The Central, I hate every team in the Central. I don't hate the Reds, though, but we kind of beat up on you guys. No offense, but – Yeah. Well. Uh, and then, you know, I'm kind of sick of the Dodgers. Um, the Padres, nah, whatever. But anyway, that's probably where my head would be. All right, let's go to college football. Um, SEC got kicked off last week. I just wanted to mention the, the, the day – KJ Costello and Mich and uh, Michigan, uh, Mississippi State had last weekend going into Baton Rouge, and upsetting. Shout out to me for having that spread and money line, Bobby, as well. Was yeah, on that. I thought of you guys when that was happening. I was like, God damn, like fucking. It's, it's well, happening. I didn't. Ex- I didn't expect. Nobody expected what he threw for like six twenty three. Video but, game. I mean, yeah, that's that's insane. His Ain't last touchdown a... pass, that, like, fade to that dude. I mean, it was, like, on the money, like, just dagger. Well, that's what I was getting ready to say. He threw, like, the fade well all day. But, like, I mean, he got sacked, threw a couple picks. There was a fumble in there. It was like a roller coaster up down day. And, I mean, I was thinking about this. Like, that is, recruiting-wise, if you believe in those rankings, that is the most talented recruit. I think he was a four-star. He had an Alabama offer, a USC offer. I, I remember Michigan made an offer to him, but then kind of pulled out when it, you know, it looked like Stanford was going to get him, which they did. But four-star guy, I think he's like the 47th-ranked player, uh, third-ranked quarterback in the country, a senior. So this is the most talented guy Leach has had in his system. And, and uh, it was kind of ugly at times, but he got it done. So um, very entertaining uh, game last Saturday. I don't know if it, Bobby, if you had anything here. Yeah, say, yeah. Shout out us for getting on that one and calling that. I, I I told you guys I was I was high on Mississippi State this year, and making me look like a genius right now. Um, it also makes me think what was Stanford doing, not doing with him out there. I mean, you know, I know they have the the giant line and they run the ball and everything, but come on. I mean, you have this guy who can make these kind of passes and you just didn't use him right. <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah, they run a dinosaur offense. Yeah, David Shaw is, like, stuck in his ways, and it's going to catch up to him at some point. But, um, yeah, I don't know. And also kind of, like, makes me think, you know, I, you know, I got to give all the credit to the to the Bulldogs. But, you know, maybe LSU just isn't going to be good this year. Like, there's also that, too. Like, that could very well just, like, they could just shit themselves. And, you know, in, in that conference, you know, they're – they, you know, just got – kind of like blueprint like how to beat them you know just throw the ball um so yeah it was a hell of a start i loved it yeah, but uh kind of a little burrow-esque honestly kind of like a taste of their own medicine i was thinking like damn maybe 
here's our Heisman right here, week one. I mean, I know it's easy to be like a September Heisman, but kind of the same same recipe of, uh, you know, transfer in and then just like take it by storm. Yeah, it could be. Um, speaking of uh, the, the slate, well, not really speaking of the slate, but just moving on to the slate. Um, I mean, the, the board's a little uh, less than it was last week. But we got a few big SEC games. Um, I guess we'll start the big 3:30 CBS game again this week. We got a uh, 13th ranked Aggies of Texas A&M. They go into Tuscaloosa and take on the Crimson Tide of Alabama, number two in the current rankings. The Big Ten back in the rankings, by the way. Um, Alabama 17 and a half point favorite. Bobby, I'll go to you here first. Um, just your thoughts on this. Um, a prediction, a gambling play if you have one, uh, whatever. Yeah, so I think this will be the first year since Manziel and company went in and beat them in Tuscaloosa that it's going to be kind of a closer game with these two teams. I wasn't overly impressed with the highlights I watched in Alabama with their offense. You know, Obviously, their defense is going to be there. Uh, they looked absolutely dominant, killing Missouri last week. Uh, but like I said, I'm not overly impressed with their offense. Um, I'm not sold on Mac Jones still until he actually, if he, if he can do something this game, um, other, I mean, he's going to be consistent, but can he make that one or two big plays in a crunch time moment that really show that he has that capability to lead? Um, so I think it's going to be a close game, uh, spread 17 and a half. Like he said, that's quite a bit, um, you know, a couple late turnovers could get that, could make that go to a over. Um, but where I, what I like is uh, betting the over on this one, 52-and-a-half. Um, you know, both these teams can score. Jimbo Fisher's got an offense. Um, Alabama, they can they run the crossing routes and get Waddle in the wide open field. You know, he's an automatic touchdown. If he gets past the first tackler. Um, so I like the over on this one. I'm going to go Alabama's going to win out, right, I believe. Um, so that's, that's kind of my plays on it for this weekend. Yeah, Bryce, um, you got it. You got anything? Yeah, I think with Bama, you know, I think they got up big on on the zoo early, and then just kind of coasted. I know uh, Missouri had some like garbage time touchdowns to kind of make it look a little more, you know, respectable. But A um, and M really didn't like impress me against Vanderbilt. They kind of were just feeling it out. But hey, I guess you know a win's a win. Um, but seventeen points with this, I feel like A and M keeps it keeps it close I don't know I don't know this is kind of my my gut I feel like maybe they were looking ahead to week two and um our game planning for that and they knew like since the schedule came out like hey we got Vandy week one and then we go <laughs> gotta play gotta play Bama so maybe they were just looking ahead but um I don't know I, I think I think AM keeps it close I don't know if they win but I don't know I'm excited for it I think this will be a good measuring stick game moving forward yeah, we're all simpatico here. I, I think definitely Jimbo and that staff did not put a ton of time into a game plan for Vandy. I think they thought they could show up, which they did and win. Uh, this game reminds me of the Clemson A&M game last year and even the year before. Mm-hmm. I think I think Alabama kind of controls things. Um, I didn't create this, but I like to call what Bama does to teams sometimes like the crockpot teams. Or, you know, it's like a low, slow cooking process, and you know they're going to win. They just kind of, you know, go about their way with it. But I think AM, Jimbo 
it seems like last year in that Clemson game, he was playing for the cover. Uh, they they drained the play clock. They played slow. I think they only had like eight or nine possessions in that game. I rewatched it uh, during the quarantine, uh, just trying to do some research for Kellen Mond and and A and M when I got my feel still because he was real high on him. But again, I I just think yeah, this game will kind of be in the window and then out of the window and then back in. So I think A and M definitely has a real chance to backdoor cover. I'm not going to bet it personally, but I, I think it's a 14, the the 21 point game there. So you're you're going to be alive, I think, if you bet it. Um, all right, and then the next game we got a top 10 matchup actually. Number seven Auburn. Um, they will go to Athens, take on the Georgia Bulldogs, 7:30 Eastern time kickoff. You can watch this on ESPN. Georgia six and a half point favorite. Uh, JT Daniels is cleared, um, but. well the thing is Kirby not unless he's playing coy and he could be but he said that he's not just going to give the start to to JT Daniels I fully expect him to play if um, you know they get off to another slow start like that against Arkansas so Bryce I'll start with you here Um, again just your breakdown how you think this game's going to go prediction whatever you want to do um, yeah, I think it'll be a, a dog fight, pun intended. Um, oh, yeah. Jokes. Boom. How about that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think this will be a pretty entertaining entertaining game, like two pretty solid defenses playing against each other. Um, mm-hmm. You are absolutely right. It was incredibly so start with uh, with Georgia against um, Arkansas. What, that score was like 5-2 to two or something like that? It was like, I don't know what it was. It was like, I was listening ten, on the radio. It was 10-5. Yeah, it was ten five at one point. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't make sense, and Arkansas kind of, uh, you know, hung in there in the first half. And uh, I know Dewan Mathis had a pretty pretty awful game, but basically, you know, I would love to see the Stetson Bennett dude just like get in there and like fucking dominate with a name like that. Who wouldn't be rooting for him? Um, but I could see him coming in, starting the game, and then throwing it to Daniels like after the you know first couple series how how it goes. Um, I think you can afford to start slow in this game just because I don't think Auburn's – they didn't – I mean, Kentucky played them tough, but, you know, we'll see. Um, if I'm if I'm going gut, I think Auburn has the, you know, better better chance of winning, a little more well-rounded. Um, they know who their, their play caller is. So, yeah, I, I'll go I'll go Auburn here to win. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like Bryce's okay, uh, analogy of a dog fight. Uh, you always think back to that. I, I forget the Auburn receiver's name, but Uga jumping up at him after he catches the touchdown pass. Classic, classic college football oh, video yeah. shown on SEC Saturdays. Um, yeah, I, I was I was really impressed with Auburn last week. Um, they look a lot better than I thought they were. Um, my my Bo Nix Heisman futures pick is looking great. Um, but like you said, it's going to be a dogfight. I think it's going to be a low scoring defensive game. Georgia's got a good defense. Um, they always do under Kirby. Quarterback um, situation. I think this is this is going to be a game where it's going to be tough to play two or three quarterbacks. You know, you, you won't get, you want to get someone in with a rhythm. So I feel like for them to get off to a good start, whoever gets in there has to get keep it going and have that confidence that he's not going to get yanked after one bad series. So I, I feel like that's one thing to look for with Georgia, Auburn. Um, you know. It's every other year for them. I feel like they go up and down, especially with Malzahn at the helm. 
Um, I feel like this year's going to be an up year for them now. Um, I'm surprised that they're a six and a half point underdog on this one. Um, I feel like that's that's an easy easy money right there. Um, like low scoring 13-10, 16-13 type of game um, with defenses just dominating this game. But I'm going to go with Auburn and roll with them plus six and a half. Yeah, I I just can't pull the trigger on Georgia offensively right now. So I'm with you guys. I hate that we're agreeing, but it, it's just the way it has to be. Um, you know, you said it, Bobby Bonix. He's kind of um, – I, I don't think he's great, but you could trust him. We've seen him make plays uh, and, and, you know, lead drives in that Auburn uniform. I just don't know. Like, do I think JT Daniels is talent? Like, is he a talented guy? Yeah, I thought he was really good his first year, that freshman year at SC. Um, but, again, like, I look at Justin Fields getting out. I look what Kirby – Mike Bobo and that offensive staff did to Jake Fromm's progression because honestly Fromm was really good as a freshman and it just teared and teared off as his career went. So I just don't know how they're coaching up the quarterback position. It doesn't seem great. Um, I do think Georgia might be the best defense in the country though. I, you know, that's, that's currently playing. I, I guess we have to see, what shakes out in the Big Ten and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a low-scoring game. I, I don't even know. Real quick, the total on this thing. Let's see here. I'm seeing 44.5. See, I was going to say like 24-20. So, I think the under might check in. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet this, though. I, I don't have a ton of confidence in Auburn. But I think they keep it close. Maybe Georgia squeaks it out, I guess, again, the head. I think Georgia wins a close one. Um, I got one headline to get to um, in college football, then we'll move on to the NFL. But real quick, we don't have to pick these games, not unless you guys have a, uh opinion on them. But Memphis, third SMU, 330 Saturday. That game was awesome last year. Um, Oklahoma, they lost. Kansas State's their bugaboo. They go to Iowa State. Yeah, it's kind of been a thorn on their side the last couple of years. So that's that. Yeah, that's something to watch. Uh, Virginia goes to Clemson on uh, at eight o'clock Saturday night. Uh, Florida hosts South Carolina at noon. Let's see here. Oklahoma State. No, never mind. I thought that was a West Virginia logo. So no, it's Kansas. Don't watch that. Do not watch. Do not watch that. Um. TCU Texas maybe uh, that was an interesting game last week too. So uh, oh anyway the headline um, we got Maxion, the Pac-12 and the Mountain West uh, all eyeing returns um, similar to the Big Ten, but all of those I think are going to start in November. Um, I'm excited, especially for the Mac. You know the. They kind of are the JV Big Ten in our footprint, so it's not a surprise. But uh, I'm just glad those three conferences have a chance. Oregon it's going to be a little, you know, diluted since some of their players might continue to opt out. Um, Boise is always fun, good team to watch, so they'll be in the mix. I mean, not national championship mix, but uh, Bryce, any thoughts on Pac-12, Mac, Memphis, um, all three? Just- yeah, I said Coming last back. week, you know, it's just, just more football. 
Uh, I, I'm always down to watch, you know, some action on a on a week night, and then you got the Pac-12 after dark. You know, things get a little spooky out there sometimes. Um, but for for like the the maximum back, and like I've heard this thrown around a little bit, and it could be a good option. But like, let's say um, Ohio State can't play like week week I don't know seven because some team is like fucked and they they don't have any wiggle room uh with you know delaying the game or anything like can they like pay buffalo to come to the horseshoe and play them like i'm just wondering if like that would be an option if like hey we're gonna pay buffalo two million who's your opponent yeah we'll pay them pay them one million for like sitting the game out um just to kind of fill a schedule i don't know like i'm thinking maybe they get creative with that um but that probably won't yeah, yeah so I'm just, I think like, they glad could. that there might be another option out there if for some reason, you know, when we play Illinois, you know, they're they're up there partying in Chicago or something and, and they all got COVID and now we're we're out and we need to fill our fill our schedule up. So maybe that could be a possibility. But other than that, more football the the merrier. Yeah, I totally totally agree with that. Uh could have used some action on Tuesday night this week. Uh that's a story for another day. Story for another podcast. Um, but you know, like Bryce said, more football is always better. Um, you know, the Mac, we, we all kind of grew up in this area. We know all the Mac teams. We, we've seen people, we've played against people that have went to these Mac schools. So it's always cool just to watch those guys. Um, I'm excited for West coast past the West coast, Hawaii overs coming back those late night run and gun scores, you know, 500 <laughs> yards passing every single game, 50 points a game. That That's where you make your money at. <laughs> yeah. The old, the old chase special, you get your ass in the all day and then it's like, all right, come on, Hawaii, Wyoming, bail me out this over. Um, yeah. One thing, the Mac, uh, they're going to stick true to who they are. And it sounds like they're going to play all midweek games. Um, at least that's that's they haven't released their schedule. I did see the Mountain West release their schedule today, um, and then still kind of waiting on the Pac-12 too. But I think they're doing their division games and then one crossover. So we'll see. All right, let's go to the NFL and we'll get out of here, fellas. Um, the Tennessee, blah, blah, blah. I had a stroke there. The Tennessee Titans. Um, just lousy with COVID. So I'm going to say my piece, then I'll throw it to Bobby and Bryce. Fuck you, Tennessee Titans. You're dickheads. Probably not following the protocol. And everybody, you know, Bobby's got a bone to pick with you because his Steelers were supposed to play this week. But, of course, with this COVID thing, it seems like two weeks is like the quarantine suggestion. So just doesn't fuck the Steelers this week. It fucks, and I haven't looked ahead at the schedule, but it it it's gonna fuck the schedule up for two weeks. Bobby, take away. Yeah, and Go we ahead. kind of talked on this like in our our um, group text a little bit. Um, you know, they Tomlin had a press conference today, and they're like, "Well, how do you feel about playing thirteen straight weeks now?" He's like, "We don't care. It's what we have to do. We're in a pandemic." He's like, "No control over it. The people that do have the control screwed it up for everyone else, and that's the Tennessee Titans." Um, just absolutely. I mean, it, it's not hard to – I mean, it is hard. I'm I not in their shoes. Um, but, you know, if I'm making millions of dollars and I'm playing for a Super Bowl, playing for the most popular sport in America, I'm going to go to work, get my practice in, get my lifting in, 
get my study and nutrition and go home. I'm not going to risk myself going out. You know, these guys can afford to have everything brought to them. They have groceries delivered to them. They have their own personal chef. Like it, it, it's, it's not hard to just do your part. Um, you know, I was kind of pumped to be able to watch the Steelers like Monday night at five o'clock, like get off work, swivel around in my chair and just turn the TV on and watch the Steelers. I, I was excited for that. Look at your Mookie Betts poster. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, it, it, you know, that, that was something I was looking forward to because they're not on TV here in Columbus and the NFL still hasn't figured out how to put every single game on TV and not just have direct TV Sunday ticket. So that, that was kind of the thing I was looking forward to. And then obviously Pittsburgh getting to play a team that didn't have any practice, any in-person practice. You know, the chance to go 4-0 is huge for us. You know, with the, the schedule coming up, with how they're going to um, reschedule the season. Tennis season will be plopped down right in between Baltimore, Cleveland, and another Baltimore game. So that'll be a tough four-game stretch coming up just because those defenses are good, and obviously their offenses are always give us problems. So it's tough. I, I get it. You know, it's going to happen. Is it going to happen with another team? You know, Minnesota was the team that played Tennessee, has had zero positive tests. So I guess that is your one positive from the whole thing. But, you know, like you said, who who else is not going to benefit from this because they're going to have to move a game up? You know, they might not have their planned bye week ready to go. So it's going to create a shift in the whole schedule for not just these two teams, but possibly 16 teams. Uh, yeah, uh, it's also going to fuck my fantasy team up uh, royally. <laughs> um, so I'm, you know humble brag defending champ no big deal um ended up uh it's a two quarterback league so quarterback play is like you know a premium here to where like if you you know and i and i and i picked quarterbacks late to where i was like all right i'm cool with running Tannehill and baker um on the flip side i've got like zeke and derrick henry and uh calvin ridley you know i've got i've got good 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 play from everybody else and you know and, and Tannehill's been playing smart but with those guys dropping out, my matchup this week, you know, I said, fuck it. I'm going Broncos tonight. Um, I'm starting my, my quarterback spot that I think his name is like Brent Ripon or Brent, Brent Rippon. I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know where he came from. All I know is I think he can pass on the Jets. Um, and then I've got uh, old uh, Mr. Uh, Judy uh, in the flexor tonight. So, thank God I had Kenyon Drake, moved him up to my running back two behind Zeke. And then, uh, Judy, you're, you're flexing tonight, buddy. So I'm just riding high on tonight. I actually have a – I was like, let me make this game interesting uh, tonight. And boom, here we go. So, yeah, uh, fuck you, Vrabel. I said that in the, in the group text. He's the type of dude that would be like, yeah, this, <laughs> this virus is bullshit. Guys, do whatever the fuck you want to do. It'll be over by the election. So, yeah, fucking fucking pussies. We're in Nashville. We can do whatever the fuck we want. So whatever it, it is, what it is. I I wanted to see this game. I thought it was going to be a hell of a game between like two pretty solid teams. And um, as a Browns fan, you know it's a, it's a big big time game. You know, wild card. You know, division division standings. Um, and again, back to the old measuring stick. You know, um, hey, Steelers are undefeated, and I was thinking the Titans could definitely beat them. So we'll see what happens down the road. But yeah, this sucks. 
Yeah, one thing, and I, I texted the Steve guys in our group chat when we were talking about it earlier this morning, but the NFL has reserved the uh, numerous hotels and rooms for a month past the Super Bowl date. Um, I guess this has never happened before. Uh, well, I mean, obviously COVID hasn't, but they haven't felt the need to book these rooms that far in advance into March, so... I think that was kind of their plan without kind of telling us what their plan was. Um, so hopefully, you know, knock on wood, <laughs> if you're with me, shout out John Gruden. But, like, you know, hopefully this is the only – and I doubt it will be, but hopefully it's the last we have to hear about COVID because it seems like, you know, baseball, for whatever reason, it's, it's worked. Playing outside, um, it seems like football can. But – yeah, with the tight or the Vikings not testing positive or having a positive test yet, and what it's been four days since they played, that makes me think like it was in Nashville or in the building. I know they traveled with uh, the team. It wasn't anybody of like any substance or name recognition, and some some coaching staff, but uh, or maybe just like trainers and shit. I don't know, but. Um, We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see how they kind of maneuver this around. Um, should be interesting. Sure. All right. Let's let's pick some games uh, real quick. We're not going to go through the whole slate. Um, I guess Bobby's got an off week. I mean that sucks. But um, we'll start. We'll start with the Bryce here. How we feeling? Colts come to town, 425, so late afternoon kick. Colts actually a two-and-a-half-point road favorite game on CBS. Uh, just real quick, how are you the, feeling about your brownies? And uh, Well, do they don't play the Colts. Game? They actually play the – Oh, wait. Yeah. I was That's like, what? Don't, don't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're, they're in Dallas. A different. Yeah, um, bad. Boy, um, kind of how I feel going into the uh, the Ravens game to where it's like, I don't really think they're going to win. I hope it's a good game. Um, I'm still, like, high on the Cowboys for some stupid reason. Um, both these teams are very similar. You know, I think their defense have holes in them, uh, but their offense are, you know, can be – once they get going, they can be pretty dangerous. Um, ew, oh, God, I don't know. I think with, with last week – it was scary to see like the Redskins kind of, I don't say taking it to the Browns, but um, you know, hanging in there, playing tough. And then eventually I'm going to just say chunt. That's a, that's a Kareem hunt and a Nick Chubb uh, combination. So we're just going to call him chunt. Once chunt gets going, um, you know, good luck. And I think that's like for really any team, I I think against any team, like they can, they can run on them now. um, I, they're yeah. the best yeah, I, tandem I don't, I, in the league. Right. And they like, really are. Hunt coming out of the backfield, catching passes. He had a, he had a sweet, like, one-handed grab, even though it was a poor probably thrown ball by Baker. But Baker's been accurate. Finally got his tight ends in the mix. You know, he got Austin Hooper going early. Uh, Jarvis Landry is, like, absolutely his safety net on, on third down on a slant. And then, like, Beckham, like, you know, Baker's extends the plays. Beckham usually finds a, a way to get open. Um, so, you know, if the defense can only – I think they can only get better and better. Um, but, boy, going going into Dallas with a team like them, um, 
that's really like an onside kick away from being a winless team. Uh, I feel like they've got their backs up against the wall. This is like a must win for them, even though I, I don't know. Their division is so fucking bad. Like they can win seven games and probably make the playoffs. But um, I don't know. <laughs> right. I, I, I'm just hoping the Browns don't play from behind and have to like leave it all on Baker. He still hasn't had to like win a game yet. So that's kind of where I'm still like, eh, come on, Bake. Like, you know, I hope we're not in that, in that position. I hope every, you know, every game we can just run, run chunt. And, you know, that always feels weird saying that. Um, I just hope we can like, you know, rely on them, but boy, uh, Wyatt Teller, you know, Joel Batonio, JC Treader, like that middle is just like fucking mauling people. And they mauled a good defensive line from, Washington. I know Chase Young left a little early in the game, but um, you know it was great to see them like just just play his own scheme. But like just once they get on a dude, like they're 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 wrecking. They're like a wrecking crew. So um, I'll say I'll say this hurts, but I, I think the Cowboys win like a 34-27 type deal where like it's back and forth. Uh, maybe a slow start in the first quarter, like it's like a three to seven game, and then like it just takes off and. Um, is just like a shootout until the end, but hopefully the Browns play tough down there. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm Bobby. Going off what I said a little bit. Um, shout out to Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt. Both won me some money. Stacked them on uh, Daily Fantasy on FanDuel last week. Smart move by me. Um, yeah, nice. th- those two are awesome. Um, this is a game where I'm pulling for the Browns. You know, they I need them to lose. You know, this purely for AFC North and AFC standings. But I just Dallas just rubs me the wrong way. I, I can't stand Dallas. Um you know, I think Dallas will have success running the ball in this game, uh, especially at the middle. Um but I, I feel like Cleveland's gonna win this one. Uh it just feels like one of those games Cleveland's they're starting to click. They're starting to figure out Stefanski's offense. Um like Bryce said, their offensive line has just been awesome so far. So I think they kind of keep that up, and I think they kind of roll on there. And about the same score, I got like a thirty-one twenty-one Browns win. Oh my god! If they fucking go three and one, if they're three and one and beat the Cowboys, like boys, I'm, I tell you what, I'm probably not wearing pants at home for like the whole week. <laughs> like it's like right when I get home from work, <laughs> pants are coming off. Just put my Browns jersey on and. Uh, I haven't washed it all year, by the way. Like, I usually don't wash it throughout the whole year. So, like, it's starting to kind of get a little worn. Um, you know, I got, like, a, a brown mustard stain on there. You know, you got, like, some greasy stuff. Uh, it's, like, starting to really – it's kind of like a cast iron skillet. You know what I'm saying? It's character. Um, seasoned. You know, it's seasoned. a seasoned jersey. We'll put it that way. Um, it's a custom jersey from 1990. My dad had it made. Um beautiful it's just like a beautiful thing and i wear it to all browns games and it has my last name on the back which i hate but i love it because like people always like yell it in the stadium it's hilarious but uh um you know fuck man if they if they're three and one after beating the cowboys i'm going to be very very pleased i'm taking the i'm real quick we've been agreeing so much that i feel like it's gonna doom one of our picks so I'll take the Cowboys just because. Yeah, why not? I don't know. I guess for, well, I guess for I, Bryce, I guess. Trying to trying yeah, to but save I mean, the I, Browns I, there. I, like I said, I, I picked the Cowboys to win this game. Like that, like if I'm picking a score, 34-27, that's, that's like my heart. So, right. so we'll see. 
All right. Well, I have a Sunday night game this Sunday. Uh, my Niners, seven-point favorite. They bring in the Eagles of Philadelphia. Everybody hates Wentz. They stink. They're banged up. Um, I guess Mullins might still get the start. I like, you know, I'm I'm ready to start the Mullins MVP campaign. If I need to do that, I'm not saying I want to, but if I need to, I I'm down <laughs> for it. It's um, uh, you know, we, we've beat nobody, and we lost to the Cardinals at home in the home opener. We're banged up. I just you know. If if Kyle Shanahan scrapes this team into um, just fighting for the division and 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 the playoff hunt, then I feel like that's pretty successful season. And then you kind of retool. Uh, Might have went a little overboard last week. Like fuck it, we could tank for Trevor. We're in a perfect spot with all the injuries and stuff like that. But don't let the Niners stick around and start getting some of these guys back in the lineup. Then I'll start to believe again. So that's where I'm at. Um, as for the game, Philly going across the country, they're going to be desperate. So I, I do think they play well. Um, going to be a close one. I, I guess I'll take the Niners. They'll squeak it out, kind of a lower scoring, 27, 24, 24, 23 type deal. I mean, so I, I guess Philly covers – Niners win is where I'm at. You guys, uh, uh, honestly, I got thoughts, Bryce. I feel like if Wentz struggles the first couple of series, they have to throw Hurts in their quarterback just just for the hell of it. You know, if, if they're down two scores early, you know, this might be a turning point in the season for Philadelphia. You know, a win here kind of gives them some momentum. A loss just kind of puts them on that track towards a top ten pick. Um, you know, I, I kind of want to see Hurts play get some get some run at quarterback. Because um, I think he'll actually be pretty good, and I think he'll fit in right in there with Peterson's system. Uh, San Francisco, obviously, like you said, a lot of injuries. Mullins, a quarterback, uh, steady, consistent, reliable. Is it going to be enough for this game? I don't know. And I feel like Philadelphia's back's up against the wall, so I'm going to roll with the Eagles in this one, like a 17-14 game. Who? Uh, uh if a quarter or if anybody by the name of Mullins ever wins a fucking MVP in the NFL, um, I will buy all of your debt, guys. Like I don't know what you guys have, but like I will buy it all. Like wipe you guys debt free because there's no fucking way anybody by the name of Mullins will ever win an MVP in any sport. And I'm you know not even a BJ Mullins, whoever the fuck he's playing <laughs> these days. Um, <laughs> Harvest prep, maybe. I don't know. That's where he played, I think. But uh, anyway, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what's your schedule look like towards the end of the year? Because, like, what you guys start off with the, the Cardinals and you went Jets, then Giants, and now you get Eagles? Like, how fucking lucky do you get? And then they get the Dolphins after that. Yeah, you would think. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, Dolphins. Uh, here, here's the stretch, though. After Miami, the 18th. Rams, then you get the Patriots on the road, then Seattle on the road, yeah. then Green Bay, then the Saints, Rams, Bills. Yeah. So there's that's a six-week stretch there that just crushes you. And then you finish out with on the road at Cowboys, at Cardinals, and then the Seahawks and, and San Francisco to uh, yeah. okay. end the year. Well, so. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's middle to back loaded. It's a first place schedule as it's supposed to be. So, mm-hmm. and um, it just sucks. Yeah, I I, th- I think they still beat the Eagles. Eagles are looking like they might be tanking for Trevor, honestly. Even though they they picked up Hurts, like what was it? Was he a second round or third round pick last year? I think he went in the second. Yeah. Well, did he go in the second? Or I, yeah, I remember I being a re- like a kind was... of a reach. It seemed like, but <clears throat> yeah, it seemed like he was like in the eight, like mid eighties to like the ninetieth overall. Well, then that would be the third. Pick. Or, it no. must have been like in the forties, right? Like, yeah, something stupid. Anyway, it might have been, then. Whatever. I don't know. All right, two games to get to, and then I'm calling a shot at the end of this, okay. by the way. Um, Bills undefeated. They go to Las Vegas, take on the Raiders Sunday afternoon. Bills three-point favorite. I'm, I love the Bills. I'm buying in. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, giving the Bills. I think uh, they win and uh, cover. Yeah, right there with I'll you. I'll you, I, Bobby. I, I hate to say it, but the Bills have – Put it all together, and this their chance. They're going to win the AFC East without a doubt. I guarantee. Um, you know, this is a team that can seriously challenge for the AFC Championship this year. Um, so I got them just go out there and roll in Las Vegas. Yeah, the Bills are the Bills are scary. Um, I got a little ahead of myself last week by saying like the Raiders would go into New England and win. That didn't obviously happen, but uh, hey, you know you got to shoot your shot sometimes. Uh, why not? I mean, you could say the Raiders are undefeated at home, haven't lost in their stadium yet, so uh, that's something. Facts. Uh, it's, you know, it's exciting quarterback play. You know, see what happens, but you know, like I said, fucking, I don't think anybody wants the Bills right now. They're tough. Right. Uh, last marquee game, I mean, Steelers-Titans would have been definitely uh, a Sunday game to watch, but again, fuck you, Titans. Uh Sun, late Sunday afternoon, Patriots at the Chiefs. Chiefs, seven-point favorite. The, I look at this at it this way, guys. It's like the immovable force against the unstoppable object or however that cliche goes. And you could kind of pick out which one is which, but rarely is Bill Belichick an underdog, let alone a touchdown underdog. So, you know, from a gambling aspect, you could look at it like, oh, a Belichick team getting points. Now they're on the road. But if Monday night taught us anything, the Chiefs are going to get up for these big games this year. Patrick Mahomes, I mean, what can you say about him? So I guess I I, I feel like Mahomes has entered the, what I like to call like the Saban zone, where you don't get rich betting against Nick Saban, even though we'll, I did earlier in the podcast, but I actually said not the better, but okay. Anyway, sidetracked here. So basically I go cheese. I, I, I think they kind of have their way, Bryce. Um, well, I mean, you. both teams are coming off big, big time games. Um, I was pretty impressed with what the Patriots did there in Seattle. I mean, they look, t- they look tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, I don't know. Um, but man, Seattle didn't go to, go to Kansas city. Um, that's tough for any team. Uh, boy, yeah, the Chiefs just look like they're on another level. Like, they turn it up. Like, I thought they looked like shit against the Chargers, and then, like, they looked amazing against uh, the Ravens. But maybe the Ravens can't play from behind. I don't think that, like, offense allows it. I don't know why, but um, I don't know. that. Yeah, but let me ask you this. I know I'm not saying you're – Right, I'm right. not trying to argue your point, but I feel like New England is very much this year 
a similar offense yeah, to yeah. to Baltimore, where run oriented. Exactly. Yeah, it, I'm just thinking like it's yeah. going to be kind of a similar similar game style. I I think um, defensively, I don't want to say like New England's better than Baltimore because like I don't know what I would base that off of. Um, I'm just right. Coaching matters, even though Harbaugh's a hell of a coach. I mean. Um, Belichick, you know he's got got something up his sleeve. I don't know what it would be, um, but yeah, I don't know that. Like the most impressive thing was that goal line uh, play with Mahomes. You know they like ran everybody in motion, and then like he rolled out and then like popped it right to their fullback right up the middle. Like I love that call. It just seems like um, a team like that when they're just rolling, it's a beautiful thing to see. Um, I don't know. I, this is obviously the marquee game of the week for, for, for me besides the Browns. Like, I'm really looking forward to it. Anytime you can watch two head coaches like this, just two old dudes um, going at it, like, you know, like, they smell really bad. Like, you just know both of those dudes smell bad. Like, I don't know what it is about them. But like, God damn. You know, they're just, like, in their their coach's office, probably just full of, like, dip bottles and fucking, like, like McDonald's wrappers and just notes everywhere. I can only imagine. Like, I feel sorry for these, the wives of the coaches because, like, they're probably really pretty, but, like, somehow had to, like, fucking, I don't know. There's, I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> Give me the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs. I love it. <laughs> yeah, uh, real oh, quick, yeah. Great. Chiefs are, uh, Chiefs just, they're having, they're having fun. Sorry. Um, you know, the, the fullback play, that was awesome. Uh, shout out Eric Fisher, also lineman catching touchdown pass. Um, that was, that was, that was, yes. that was a nice win for, for us larger fellas. Um, but yeah, this is the marquee game of the week. This weekend, college football this weekend, there's not, there's like one or two good games. And I feel like next weekend is going to be the ultimate, like football's back weekend. You know, next week you have Clemson, Miami, Notre Dame, Florida state, even though Florida state's trash. Um, you have, you have, you have, they're bad marquee they're name bad. games and, you know, NFL, hopefully we don't have any more breakouts. Um, also not sure if you guys are watching, but Sam Darnold just had a 50 yard touchdown run. Um, so, yeah. Shut up. Uh, so that what? caught me out of the corner of the eye right there. Uh, yeah. Chiefs are having fun with it. Patriots one dimensional run on the ball. Um, I feel like Cam's going to come back down to earth. Belichick, greatest coach of our generation, and he's going to find a way to shut down one of those players. I feel like this is—I feel like this is the time that he figures out how to stop uh, Edwards Hilaire. Um, but you know, Kansas City will just improvise and go to Tyreek Hill and Miko Hardman and any other one of their fast receivers who's under five foot ten. So, Chiefs just too much right now. They're having too much fun. They're playing super loose, and when you're a loose team like that, and you know you're good. It's it's like it's like Logan walking into Athens in the mid two thousands. You know you're just gonna go in there and whoop their ass. Um, so so <laughs> that's, just, that's just just the way I see it, and I think the Chiefs <laughs> are gonna keep rolling. I don't. I feel like they're gonna stumble. You know, possibly like in December, and that'll be their first loss. I feel like they'll be undefeated up until then. All right, like I said, I'm gonna call my shot, and then uh, if you guys had anything to add. Then you can. If not, uh, we'll get out of here. I got a gambling lock in the NFL. It is kind of a popular pick, which I don't like. But there's a kid from our area. I'm sure you've heard of him. Joseph Burrow. I don't even know if that's his Sounds familiar. Whatever. Anyway, Joe, yeah, maybe you've heard of him. He's 
the leader of an 0-2-1 Bengals team. They host Jacksonville in Cincinnati. Bengals three-point favorites, minus 160 on the money line. I say fuck the points. Joe Burrow is going to get his first dub in the NFL. Cincinnati is going to be Jacksonville. Called my shot. You guys got anything? Bobby. Yeah, speaking of Athens, Ohio. Bryce, um, you can finish this yeah, up. Uh, I feel like this is the best chance to get a win right now. Um, <laughs> Jacksonville's kind of on that same page. Minshew's got a little more experience, but I don't feel like he has the supporting cast that Jelly has down there. So, you know, it'd be exciting to see him get a win, um, especially coming against another AFC team, which would be awesome. Um, the fact that, like, Joe Burrow's still playing after that fucking hit, um, he took against Philadelphia. Did you guys see that? Like, I literally thought he's rudder tough. Snapped off his head. Yeah, he's super tough. Yes, that's right. Absolutely, he's been to Larry's doghouse before. Um, Anyway, (laughs) man, that's one thing I miss about living in Athens. That's right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to waste my breath on the Bengals. Like, good for them. Like, I hope they win. They're not a contender yet. Like, but but Burrow is clearly showing like he's just a straight G, and I love it. Um, probably my favorite Bengal player ever now, besides for Corey Dillon. Even though like, you know, he was all right. Anyway, um, no. To kind of close it out, I just want to say that uh, Kyle Trask is a fucking badass from Florida, and I think he's gonna uh, win the Heisman this year. That's that's my Heisman pick right now. So there's that. To go back into college. Yeah. Kudos to you. Yeah, kudos to you. You were on it, and I said I thought he was average, and I'm eating crow. Uh, Kyle Pitts also. Yeah. Tied in that. Unreal. Stud. Um, so, Bobby, sorry. You don't have any football to watch this week. I mean, you have football to watch, but no Notre Dame game. No Steelers, so. I'm sure you're just going to supplement that with a lot of bad gambling decisions or good ones, maybe. Uh, No, he brought it up. Oh, Dega. Dega. Uh, Is this a cutoff race? This one is a cutoff race. The the Robo is the next cutoff race. Is it? Oh, damn. Well, this, this will do some damage. Dega's definitely going to do some damage this weekend. Give me, give me Chase this weekend. Give okay. me Hendrick Carr on on a super speedway. I'm going to that's my pick. I, that's uh, my pick. I, give me, give me Clay Boyer this weekend. Boyer's had some okay, strong rounds here recently. Uh, you know, Stuart Haas Fords. Uh, they've got some power behind him, and you know, Clint needs a win. He needs to get into this next round of eight. So I, I got Clint Boyer this weekend. He's itching. Go ahead, Bryce. I know, uh, I know you got a pick. I know you want to. Um, just so you guys know, I know I dropped a huge bomb last <laughs> week with the Stefan Marbury car and, and Dale Elliott. Exactly. Dale Elliott yep. Coming back. <laughs> yep, yeah. Dale Elliott. My source that wasn't reliable. That was a rumor. I I, I wanted to believe it, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um. Yeah. Uh, Damn. Who's the Who's the twenty nine car? Is that Kevin Harvick? Uh, he's coming back to race this weekend. I think he's going to do all right. Smart pick. Absolutely. Yeah. 
He's retired. He's done. Yeah, he's done. Well, he's got. <laughs> no, he's got like Harvick? eight or nine wins this year. He's been like he's the like... best car. Yeah. It's like him and him and Denny Hamlin's kind of been like we'll kicking get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yep. powered by that's powered by Bush Light. <laughs> that's a great pick. That's great. Yeah, that's, true. That was just uh, the name that popped up, uh, Kevin Harvick, and why not? So he's going to win it all. Right on. All right, fellas. Well, I appreciate you joining me. Um, we'll do it again. It's a little. It's a day late, but. You know, whatever. It's fine. We'll uh, come back next week, Wednesday, Thursday, whenever. Uh, preview a nice college football slate, some NFL stuff. Maybe the finals might be over by then. It will um, be. Maybe we'll talk. Some... <laughs> okay. Maybe we'll talk some more NASCAR again. And uh, definitely have another round of Tim Allen trivia. We'll keep this little charade going. So, I'm just um, ready for Bobby, Notre Dame to come words? back. To my life. Browns, Bryce, Browns, baby. You. Cleveland Browns, <laughs> three and one. Cleveland, got to make it happen. All right. Well, rate, review, subscribe, follow the show on Twitter. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. <laughs>